You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, talking to everybody today about uh, what are we talking about? Um, Blood clots. So, how to improve the blood clot. phenomenon that we see happening not only with vaccinated, but some people have reported things with COVID itself, Um, but typically for for either way, it doesn't matter what direction you're coming from, uh, the blood clot and how to avoid and use foods to counterbalance or counteract this. Now, this isn't going to be a standard type of food that you just find everywhere and all this kind of stuff. None of that stuff works. You have to find highly therapeutic foods, which take a lot of work. Same with our deficiencies. It takes a lot of work to heal them because you have to find the right things that have a high density of that exact vitamin or mineral or whatever. It's not in a supplement in that uh, at least most supplements don't provide in that way. Certain types of things can be done through supplements, but... But so it just depends case by case. But a lot of these have to be sought out. And so that's part of the search for truth is it takes a little work, sifting and everything else. So as far as the blood clots, what I discovered through a lot of research that I had done personally on, um, you know, blood clotting, thrombrosis, um, the mechanism behind how you have a kind of a clotting through the fibrous, like a fibrous material, and um, fibrin is actually the name of it, and so this comes together and creates like a clot, and so there's different types of enzymes and things that they use in the, you know, in allopathic medicine to try to combat this. A lot of them have some, you know, some downsides with the half-life and how how long they last in the body and their delivery mechanism and things like that because of the nature of how durable they are to get all the way to the exact place it needs to get. And so, um, you know, a lot of people talk about fermented foods and things like that as far as the natural side of this kind of reality because a lot of fermentation is a kind of you know, if you have to think about these type of enzymes, it's like enzymes that break down protein. So that's kind of basic. It's something that breaks down the protein. So uh, anything that's a process of protein destruction is going to be a place where you find certain bacteria and enzymes that are capable of that. So <clears throat> everything from the trash can <laughs> on down to like rotted fish and fermented this, that, and the other. And, you know, there's so many places where these things are, um, you know, um, taken from these bacteria and um, from seawater, from, um, you know, uh, land that's been, you know, where they have farms where there's blood and, and, and guts and chicken and all these types of things that, that are part like chicken farms and different areas like that where they slaughter and you'll find a lot of these types of bacteria. So these bacteria are there to break these proteins down. And so you also find it, um, you can find it in fungi, you know, like cordyceps and there's other types of fungi that are strong for this type of breakdown and they produce a lot of this bacteria. So these type of enzymes, I guess you could say, um, like uh, bacteria-assisted enzymes or bacteria alone or whatever, um, 
they allow for, um, you know, kind of a breakdown of the protein structure, which is kind of the key in the whole clotting scenario, um, is to break that, you know, anything that's causing, you know, uh, arteriosclerosis or anything that's creating a structure, uh, a cross-linked web, or anything that needs to be broken down in the area, the artery, the vein, whatever it is. So, I mean, you have standard blood clots, which are probably, you know, basically a little bit more um, understandable, you know, because they, they, you know, you see the blood, it's all massed together. You kind of break it apart with your fingers and it kind of comes apart. You can't do that in your body. But what I'm saying is, you know, there's kind of something logical about how that comes undone. Whereas you have fibrous structures and these are a little bit more complex. You know, they can look, they can almost look like worms sometimes. They can be long and slimy and whitish and, you know, they can be stuck. They can be caked on, you know, like plaque and they can have a lot of different types of you know, uh, fibery, uh, look to them as well. So the best thing to do at home that I came up with, I went through a lot of studying for this because I, I kind of tried to find all these different types of, you know, they have urokinase that they found in, in urine, uh, you know, from cancer, not, not cancer, but for people with kidney, uh, dif um, difficulty, uh, um, kidney insufficiency. And so they'll find certain types of proteins and things in the in the urine and so they, they ended up finding these <clears throat> protein proteas or these these protein um eating uh bacteria and enzymes uh in the urine so they called it urokinase and then you have like uh natokinase which is coming from the natto that's a fermentation so it's not like a general fermentation where you just go ferment sauerkraut although the sauerkraut is a fermentation in the sense that it breaks down the protein of the cabbage and there's things happening there but this is like deeper proteins, uh, more, uh, I guess, smelly, <laughs> slimy, stringy. There's other types of things that come along with natto, for example. And so natto is a big food in Asia where they take not, well, you should take non-genetic soybeans and well-sourced, you know, source those items. And then you learn to ferment them at home. So you learn to ferment them. It's not that big of a deal. There was a place when I lived in France where it was just a couple that I knew and they and they, they made them and they and you know, you could order from them all around France and they would send them to your door because they're easy to, to send. They don't need like refrigeration or anything. You can actually send them through the mail because of the way they ferment and the temperatures and all those things. So it's actually a very easy to do kind of reality uh, as long as you have the non-genetic soy and you have, um, you know, young baby kind of like the little like soybeans, but they're small. They're not like the, um, I, I don't know exactly what stage of the, the bean is in, but I think there's a stage that they're in where they're a little bit more um, like anti-trypsin, like they're more um, hard to digest and stuff like that. So I think it's a certain stage that you, 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 you get them at a certain stage and you buy them that way um, <clears throat> or they're either sprouted or whatever. But anyway, you, you find the way to set up that initial thing. I haven't looked into all this, but you find a way to get the beans and look up the recipe and then you find the bacteria. And so, so typically this can happen by word of mouth, by groups. There's groups that will trade off these things and send you bacteria or you can try on your own a batch and you can order and pay for it and then you can use some of that bacteria and make your own. And so it's a very human-like, powerful, easy access type of thing that just people aren't doing here. Now, soy, I hate soy in a general sense for so many reasons, not only for agriculture and 
how it's kind of destroys things in the soil. It pulls things out that it shouldn't. And then it just re, you know, brings back in the nitrogen, but then it pulls out other stuff like magnesium, manganese and other things. So it's not like the healthiest thing on the soil level, nor on the food level. And then we feed it to animals. It changes our proteins in the animals. So it creates more of an inflammatory structure, not only in our own, uh, collagen and gelatin and all those things that compose our intercellular matrix, our fascia, all of these things become more inflammatory and therefore we need more vitamin C. Everybody has to have vitamin C at every five seconds because of the fact that this inflammatory nature of protein that's in all of this like structure has to be broken down by that acidity and things come along and help, you know, create the right acidity to break some of that stuff down to where those structures are not so inflammatory. So if we had the right gelatin, the right animals, you know, just to give you a side note, like in France, when you go to like a traiteur or a place where they have a lot of prepared foods, like you would at like HEB or let's see, let's say central market, like a better place, like an organic or, you know, whatever, not organic shop, because those can be, they can have a lopsidedness too, but they can be better for a lot of things too. And so you go to like a typical place where they sell these prepared foods. But if you were in that same place in France, that place would have a lot of gelatin. All those prepared foods, you would see gelatin. There'd be blocks of gelatin. They'd have like everything from pig's feet to like pate to all these different types of food that would have a gelatin looking thing around them or something. And in America, you don't find any of that gelatin ever anywhere with the exception of like jello which is like not made from pig or any animal anymore they probably make it from you know well sometimes they do but but like you know it's hard to get the right stuff you know people aren't running around eating jello and so um <clears throat> so this lack of that is creating a lack of good gelatin in the body from healthy non-soy fed animals and so this creates more inflammation and more chiropractic and more uh, injury and more needs for massage and everything else explodes because of the inflammatory nature of the tissue itself. So we have to get back, you know, to broth, to like high gelatin, to understanding how to make broth, all these types of things and getting the right animals, the non-soy fed chickens. So if you're looking for one and you can't find any in your region, you go to the farmer's market, ask the farmer, do you feed soy? You know, um, same for your eggs, ask them that too, get the right stuff, you know, um, and if you can't find anything, you can go to the Chinese store, which I don't recommend a lot of things there, but there is certain things that are there. Uh, and uh, they have a chicken that's imported from Canada, which is a black chicken, which is made just for broth, because I don't think a lot of Americans like to eat a black colored chicken, like the actual chicken is black almost, like part of it is. And so, but they're great for broth, and they're imported from Canada under something called the Buddhist exception. And so it allows for the feet and the neck and all these things built into it. And so you buy these little frozen little black birds, you take a couple of them, and you turn on, you put some water and whatever veggies and whatever you're trying to do there, like thyme and a little, little wine or vinegar, whatever you're trying to make. And then you let it sit for 24 hours on low. And so it just ends up making this amazing broth. So that's one way out. And almost everybody has access to that. So I'm just leaving you with that solution. But as far as how this all connects back to the um, fibrin, fibrinogen, and the breakdown of those proteins, we got to get back to this um, <clears throat> I was kind of giving you what got us into some of these situations where we need, you know, more of uh, certain things because we we have a structure which is already inflammatory. Um, but even in an ideal situation for this fibrinogen, especially with the multiple vaxxed, 
And they're finding this, I know it sounds crazy what I'm going to say, but the embalmers around the country are finding these type of worm-looking fibroid structures in the veins and arteries, um, which is insane that they're in the arteries, right? Because, you know, that's like there's a bigger flow there, but like they're finding them everywhere. And so we got to start being worried about what this is and how to get rid of it. I personally recommend that people that do get vaxxed all take, you know, um, ivermectin like horse paste, not the ivermectin pills. You can go get the pills from a doctor, but the horse paste works, I think, better because it's more malleable. Like you can use it for different things. I'll explain later. But um, so the horse paste and you're taking this all throughout the two or three month cycle that you're getting all these vaccines if you're forced to get them, which you're not. But if you believe that you're forced to get them and you're not ready to make changes, I don't recommend it. I would say first do no harm. But if you're in that situation, then uh, you need to be taking this for the three months interval all around the time you're getting all these vax vaccines. So, um, and then I would actually say to probably take it twice, two days in a row, two to four times a month after that forever, possibly. So ivermectin is not just a viral thing. It's something much deeper than that. It's like almost like a weapon that will be part of our medicine cabinet in the future, just like vitamin C and aspirin and everything else. And so we need that weapon to fight this and not tire the body in its efforts to fight this. This allows for the body to get a free kind of fight fighting ability with ivermectin so it can um, you know, not waste all of its energy in so doing. So you basically fermenting the soybeans and making the natto. So the natto, um, you, you can learn by a recipe online and then you, you use that and um, you, you can eat that with rice. Once they're done, the little beans, like they'll have like sliminess to them, like almost stringy. If you pull one up, the string is super long and it's very thin though. So it's not like, you know, gooey, like it's, it's got a, it's, it's agreeable. Like it's, and so you eat it with rice and mustard. That's kind of a popular way to eat it. And it's pretty good. It's actually the easiest one of all the other things you could try to make from from fermented herring to strumming or whatever that's called, the Swedish like fermented like rotted shark or rotted fish and some of these things. Like a lot of these things Americans won't touch. There's another one called high meat where you ferment like, you know, liver of a, you know, raw meat or liver or things like that in your backyard for months and months. And then you eat like a cubic centimeter of this stuff and it just like an explosion of bacteria and so these are other techniques that do work. They are powerful. And hopefully, you know, it'd be great if we didn't have to go there, so to speak. But we get into these extremes that need other extremes. And sometimes if you want to get out of the modern medicine paradigm, you have to follow another paradigm that has strength. Um, and so anyway, doing this, um, this like um, natto and bringing this in all the time can help eat away. This is the closest thing we have to like a powerful medicine in our own like homegrown camp, um, which can eat away at the bacteria, um, eat away at all of those, um, you know, fibrous, fibrin um, oriented or based um, clotting mechanisms in the body. And some of these are brought about through either, you know, I, I don't know, like we don't know exactly what these tissues are in the body yet, but <clears throat> are they worms and stuff like that, like heartworms and things like that? I have no idea. I almost want to believe that there's something else. Uh, maybe the body's creating them in a response to something like anarchically uh, or something else like that. But whatever the structure is, it can be broken down if we have the right stuff and it has to be coming in daily because these... The half-lives of like food-based items, even though they 
can be strong if you get a strong punch like this kind of fermentation like sauerkraut's going to be it's not going to make it all the way to that origin you know it's going to help with the gut and certain things but it's not going to move that far um, and that deep without fading. And so this kind of like stickier, more intense fermented item, which they're using even medically now as an extraction called natokinase, can be created by people at their home. And so that's an important thing to help heal that. I also believe that some of the myocardia that's come being caused, myocarditis that's being caused by the vaccines is also coming um, with... Um, you know, there's a need to kind of create an external muscle because once you injure the heart muscles, they don't like grow back. They atrophy. They don't grow back better. They You actually get worse over time. So like if, if you know, one out of three people die or one out of, you know, five or 10 people die first year, well, after 10 years, it'd be six of those people or five because it gets worse with time and not better. And so um, an idea for that technique would be... Um, you know, vein exercise, which you would use through using hot and cold, like contrast therapy, hot and cold waters, and try to build a muscle. But you're trying to use your veins to strengthen them in a muscular way by vasoconstriction and vasodilation. And you're creating a muscle because that part of the body cannot be worked out. You can't, you know, grab weights and work it out. Yeah. So this is the way to do that. Um, so go back to Scandinavian traditions, probably even traditions that you may know about in your own culture. But anyway, um, so that's a couple techniques there and we'll stop there. So this is an interesting way to, oh yeah, what I was going to say about ivermectin with the paste is that the paste is good because you can actually use it. Um, also, I mean, 10 bucks, you can go find it at like a hard, like a tractor supply or a saddle store where they sell horse products or any kind of like, you know, go out of town and go in the country and 30 minutes from your place and you'll find, you know, better, better, like, you know, a mix of these type of items for the farm and stuff. And so as long as it says ivermectin on it, it's the same molecule. Don't let them fool you, you know, like the molecule is what you want. So as long as the molecule is there, you're good. It's not like in some special horse oriented and it's just all a bunch of BS. It's all about taking it by weight and they know that. And so um, anyway, but taking a little small little, little piece of this stuff, this paste every day and putting it in your nose can be very powerful for anosmia and phantosmia, you know, where you have phantom smells and loss of sense of smell and stuff like that. They, they did a test on 127 people uh, in Egypt and they found conclusive evidence that uh, that uh, ivermectin, 14-day nasal, uh, they had spray or they had a sort of, you know, what is that called again? A vaporizer or um, nebula, I think it's called nebulization. Yeah, they, they nebulize it. So we don't have that, but you can use the paste and try to go there in the, in your own way and, you know, suck it in through the nose and breathe it in, you know, and do that daily for 14 days and give that a shot, which would cost you probably about 10 bucks. So more power to you. You know, that's what we're here to do is try to help people find solutions. We also sell the highest quality magnesium on the market. The only one in its natural state. Forget all the other brands with their fake plastic imported from Asia. Solvent extracted versions that were remarketed as, as Zex9 like Ancient Minerals and all these other types of companies. Don't go through that. Find the right stuff in glass silicone tubing for all of our bottling process we're the real deal at the same price as all those other people which lets you know how much they're marking this stuff up since it's being sent directly from china so um anyway come check us out at the heart of for more 
And uh, yeah, try to put some of these things in place. And, you know, these practices over time can build out a healthy system, period. That's what's beautiful about a lot of the right moves is they can build up a healthy system with or without you having to have a pathology behind it that you're trying to heal. They can still help, period, for everyone. Like all the stuff I recommended today from the ivermectin kind of like prophylactic, you know, thing I said to uh, the NATO, like these are all things that are going to help anyway. So, but doing them also right now, if you have been triple vaxxed or double vaxxed or anything else is very important because you're going to keep that system, you know, you're going to keep that from developing and hopefully, you know, short circuit the, the ilk that was put in some of these things. Thank you and have a good one.